0: Hello and welcome to episode eighteen of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan as usual. Ryan, uh, how are you faring after the? Uh, I guess what's this? The third week in a oh. row of, of chaos now. Oh man, I,
1: I'm I'm probably feeling like uh, Tedesco did after he got his head taken off. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's a good yep. summary of how I'm feeling.
0: Yeah, it's uh, there's some shenanigans happening with Tedesco there, but I guess we'll get there. Uh, also, I just want to uh, quickly extend apologies to all of our Instagram fans. Uh, obviously, uh, our intern, Rob McStay, who his only job is to post things to Instagram that I make and put in our group chat, and all he has to do is put them up on Instagram. it would take him five seconds. He didn't put the team list questions up post this week, so he's, uh, he's on the shit list now.
1: He's too busy copying your team, mate.
0: Yeah, mate. Well, that's it. Ever since I chastised him about uh, not not just copying my trades every week, he's I think he's been holding a grudge, and he took it he took it out on the listeners this week. So, his name's Rob McStay. If you want to find him on Facebook and send him an angry message, you can also be reached via the DMs on their Instagram. Just make sure you attention it to Rob. So Ryan's a nice guy, but Rob's the one that let you down, guys. Poor Rob. <laughs> I did tell him not to listen to the first couple of minutes of the podcast. Yeah, but he deserves it. (laughs) He doesn't have a lot. He doesn't even have to do anything with the podcast. He just sits in the background, and uh, and uploads the stuff to Instagram and gets all the glory. (laughs) Can't even remember to do that. So, anyway, mate, let's just jump onto these team lists, eh?
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: Yeah. All right. So. First game, the uh, we've got the uh, Raiders who were thoroughly embarrassed by the Cowboys' juggernaut last weekend. Uh, so they're coming up against the Rabbitohs. Um, they've made not a lot of changes for a team that got beaten in a game that they uh, really should have won, aside from Josh Papali uh, having a rest. Uh, I don't know why he needs a rest. He hasn't really been doing that much. Um, so he's, uh, he's actually in a lot of teams here at uh, 14% ownership. Uh, We actually flagged him as a potential buy in the preseason. He's kind of been plodding along. He's averaging 51. So, I mean, like he wasn't a disappointment per se, but sort of where we were hoping he might be. Uh, He's obviously going to spend some time beating up on people in reserve grade now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also you got to keep in mind he's got Origin coming up. It's, yeah, I mean, Ricky has just always he's always played these sort of shenanigans. He's never really uh, seen keen in playing middles in a consistent role. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what would you be doing if you had Josh Papali? I know he's... Got to sell. Got to sell.
0: Yeah, got to sell. sell? Yeah, yeah. sell. Payne Haas has bottomed out. It's perfect time to cash out one of you guys like an Alvaro or a Stefano down to a cheapie and uh, upgrade... Uh, Papali to Payne Haas or something like that would be the go this week, I reckon.
1: Hmm. Uh,
0: if you can do that. Um, outside of that, obviously Harawira Naira had a pretty successful comeback, uh, putting forty nine points up in his first game this year. Are you going to be on the Harawira Naira train with me this week, right?
1: Yeah, I think I am. Um, we know he's got he's proven that he does have the fantasy pedigree in the past, playing for a, a much weaker side in uh, in Canterbury. Um, yeah, I mean, he seems like a good buy. Just got to keep in mind that he is a, a little bit of a roller coaster. He's not one of those uh, consistent guys. Like, I think we even saw that on the weekend. Like he was on, he was going at about point a minute for the first twenty five minutes, and then I think he managed about ten points in the next like half hour, and somehow you know managed to break some tackles and throw an offload in the last ten minutes and end up uh, at forty nine. So yeah. Um, yeah, he's just one of those guys that uh, like, like he he could easily put out a you know a low thirty score in eighty in eighty minutes, or he could even get you a 100 we've seen him do that before too
0: yeah so i think his floor and ceiling his floors in the 20s and he's mm-hmm. and his like in the low 20s as well and his ceiling's 100 is from what he's done in the past so i have him projected at about 46 average and that could be anything between 22 and 100 so if you're going in expecting him to give you 50 points a week every single week you are sadly mistaken however I'm not saying that that doesn't make him a buy. So I think he is a buy. Obviously, he's not going to play a state of origin either. So he's going to be available over those buy rounds. Not that Whitehead or Hudson Young are his two competition are going to play origin either. But uh, he looks like a pretty good money spinner for everybody. We had him in our team's Pride around 1 team list. So definitely a, a good option in my opinion. Outside of that, there's not really a lot happening in this Raiders side. Bailey Simonson's back and uh, Jared Croker, the, the ever... Ever uh, fountain of youth, Jared Croker, who's forgotten to take a sip out of the fountain recently. Uh, I was actually really looking forward to him beating Cameron Smith's point scoring record, and it just really doesn't look like it's going to happen, does it?
1: Oh, I mean we spoke about this last week. We had a little memorial for him uh, for, <laughs> for just his fantasy talent has just completely disappeared, and he's just yeah hasn't been uh, particularly great this year. Honestly, if he wasn't the captain and the goal kicker, I don't know if he'd be in, in the uh, in the seventeen most weeks currently.
0: Yeah, well, I was actually having a, a pretty good chat today with our Raiders uh, guru Matt in the in the group, and he was we were sort of saying that uh, we think maybe Curtis Scott and Jared Croker are so there's two guys, but they they can't have two of the same type of player. Mm. Uh, so you know, you really need to have that Joseph Le Lua there, which is the Sebastian Chris. He's fitting that role, and they really kind of need. I I actually spitballed the idea of. Shifting White and back to fullback to g- actually give him a, a ball playing kind of fullback and playing. Uh, uh, what's his name? Who's the fullback now?
1: Akins or Nickel no,
0: Clockstart. Clockstart When he comes back, playing him on the wing and bringing in the other Williams and even using. Uh, Josh Hodgson in a ball playing lock sort of role off the bench to actually be able to use Starlings. So it's it's pretty clear for me that the Raiders play better with Starling on the field and Hodgson just stifles their attack. He's 31, yeah, you know, he doesn't really fit the game style anymore. So mm. yeah, I'm uh, yeah I'm not really sure where to from this Raiders team. I don't really feel good about their outlook this week against this rabidos side, the uh, the South Sydney Benji Marshall's.
1: <laughs> yeah, Benji's back, mate. He's the real fan of youth. He's stolen Jared's, uh, Jared's cup in the, in the fountain. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we we're we're seeing something today on Twitter that maybe Braden Burns is going to come back, but he, he hasn't been named in the twenty one, so that doesn't look like that's happening. Uh, call, nice of Collumatungi to wait until everybody sold him to put up a big score.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's typical, isn't it? It's similar to Alvarads uh, to um, Avarillo, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Wait till everyone's off. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, I did actually when I was doing the live stream in our Facebook group yesterday, though we had an interesting comment. Uh, RE Adam Reynolds, and and what's going on with him? Is this a contract thing, or do you think it's a Benji Marshall's doing too much work thing?
1: Yeah, I mean that would make sense, wouldn't it? Given that um, you know Benji and Cody Walker are a little bit different styles, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to worry about. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Because like we know when we highlighted him as a buy when he bottomed out, he he came out with that huge eighty score, and, yeah. yeah, and then since then he's put out two what mid forty scores. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a bit it's interesting. I, I'm I'm looking at the game against the Broncos. He had five tackles in eighty minutes. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's uh, like we were t- saying yesterday. I think the question was if you had him, would you trade him to a uh, Fogarty or a Moses, uh, being that you know they seem to have that more consistent ceiling? Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I would, I'd definitely
1: consider it. I, I, but I, I can imagine it would be a tough trade for owners because I'm guessing most people have only bought him about three weeks ago thinking that he was going to be, you know, a set to get half of the season and you now you're looking at moving him on. Um, but, I, I mean, I could definitely see the appeal there, I suppose. that You know, that said, Reynolds does play round 13, I believe, so... Um, no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Oh Christ! Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, maybe if you're playing overall, then yeah, I'd maybe do look at moving him on. But, but, but that said, like he's equally as likely to come out this week and, and put up a sixty-plus a score. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a really tough because like he does have that proven pedigree of being a keeper in the past.
0: Yeah, no, I, uh, I'd find it hard to sell him. But say, like if you look at uh, Fogarty, for example, mm. I think he's a, a good chunk cheaper and seems to be putting up better scores. Uh, he's 577, so 65. He's got, f- what is it, four of his six scores are not non-injury affected around that 60-plus mark and then a 32 and a 34. So he seems to be more consistent in his inconsistency, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I feel like, though, if Adam Reynolds is your bigger problem, um, <laughs> he's yeah. your biggest problem, you're probably going all right.
0: Yeah, I'd be surprised if you're trading him this week. Uh, outside of that, Cameron Murray seems to be hitting his straps a little bit. So he's got a fifty, an eighty one, and a sixty seven in the last three weeks. He did play seventy six minutes last week. Uh did they have a, oh, did Jackson Paulo get injured or something? Did they have an injury in the backs? Uh, I think Totola didn't Totola get Oh, injured? yeah. Yeah he, got, yeah, he got HIA'd. That's right. Yeah, so Murray almost played the full game. We're not expecting that to happen every week, though. He'd normally play that 60 minutes instead. So, um, yeah, not not expecting that he's going to um, – and Sewer only played 32 minutes.
1: Yeah, he got hooked for for your man, Jacob Host.
0: <laughs> ah, is that what happened? Yeah. Interesting.
1: Okay. Because uh, I think I think when he got hooked was when the Titans were just pouring on the points against the Rabbits.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sewer's not a particularly good defensive back rower. He's an attacking back rower, so uh, I can see why that makes sense. Uh, he's kind of like David Fafita that you buy from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a good analogy. I like that.
0: Mm. Thank you. Wish I, David I Fafita. I wish David Fafita. That kind of looks like what I what I ordered. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, there's not really a lot in this Rabidos team. They don't play the first buy. All the good options are playing State of Origin. Uh, Probably not getting back on Kola Matungi now. Campbell Graham's the only one that's really interesting to me, but I think there's a couple of centers floating around that play the first buy that I'd probably be leaning towards now that we're sort of getting a bit closer.
1: Yeah, I I, I tend to agree. Um, Like, like I think Cam Murray would be a good, uh, you know, mid-edge buy if you're not worried about overall. But, Mm. um, yeah, again, I'd I'd probably go for other options around that price bracket. Yep.
0: I uh, reckon we move on to the next game, so uh, that would be
1: Melbourne Cronulla.
0: Oh, that's right! Oh, Cronulla lost to the Bulldogs. <laughs> um, how embarrassing!
1: Mate, look at this! Look at this Cronulla team. It's uh...
0: oh, it is delicious this Cronulla team. But um, I guess starting with the Storm. So I don't know uh, what Dean Iremia did to Craig Bellamy, but Tom Heisenhoof is going to play. Center and displace Rena Smith to the wing instead of just playing a winger on the wing. Um, they're going to play Eisenhoof and use Riley Jackson off the bench, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, you have to think that maybe uh, Aaron Fettuccine is going to come on or something like that onto the bench. But they've <laughs> also got uh, Isaac. That's pen A for anybody that's not getting my pasta joke. Uh, they also got Lumi Lumi there who's a the center as well. So maybe we might see Lumi Lumi and, and Eisenhoof to the bench and um, – Jacks out or something like that. Being that they're carrying Harry Grant, I don't think really think they need to carry yeah. another half, do they?
1: Yeah, no, all, it sort of doesn't really make sense, does it? Because you'd assume like once Grant comes on, he'll play hooker for the rest of the game, and then brand Smith will play some lock. So yeah, uh, yeah, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Maybe Rigatoni comes in, or um, yeah, or Lumi Lumi into <laughs> center.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, Oh, Bellamy. Bellamy does like our fantasy team. He's doing a really nice job getting Harry Grant's price down for us.
1: We need him to start him at some point, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it might be in rounds 18 or 19, I reckon.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: He'll be nice and cheap at 650K or something by then, maybe. On the other side of the ball, though, there's not really a lot fantasy-wise happening there. I mean, Munster's doing well. I saw somebody looking at buying Munster this week. I don't really think that's a good idea, being that he's coming into State of Origin. He's definitely going to play Origin, and then he's definitely going to get a rest over that break too.
1: Yeah, um, I, I tend to agree there.
0: Yeah, I mean, like if you got him, you're just going to hang on to him until it's time to move him on. But if you don't have him, yeah, certainly wouldn't be looking at him. I mean, he's definitely going to get a rest over that Origin period. Um, I mean, if you
1: look at if you look at at a storm half, I'd probably rather buy Jerome Hughes.
0: Yeah, he's been. Uh, He's been huge. I, I tried to do something with the name there, but I, I wasn't that good. But, you know, he's been pretty good. I wish he still had his wing fullback dual position, though.
1: Oh, that would have been beautiful. Oh, dang. Oh, well. But, no, yeah, you're right. He he has been massive the last couple of weeks. He's finally starting to get a bit of form up. And you'd imagine uh, he's probably going to take a bigger role as well once Munster does get into that origin period.
0: Yep. Not that like Riley Jacks is... Uh, is a bad half or anything like that. But obviously no. playing next to Munster is a bit different. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I got Har- Oh, man, Haradi was having a rough shot last week.
1: <laughs> oh, How many God. tries
0: did he not get?
1: Oh, mate. Oh, I was pulling my hair out. I uh, mm-hmm. had a little nibble at the over and I was just watching him drop try after try oh. and I <laughs> couldn't believe it.
0: Gamble oh. responsibly, everybody. <laughs> Um, but also um, I guess he's not in any danger of uh, touching the ball this week, at least. So he won't be able to stuff up a try because he's got Will Chambers at center. So no, no, that's actually Ramian. Oh, that's probably about the same thing with Ramian there. Uh, so yeah, obviously Ramian had another pretty good score from memory uh, in a team that was pretty bad.
1: Yeah. He, he loves a tackle bus, doesn't he? He's really kicked on. Yeah. Um... Like he's already 533k now. I can't remember who it was. Someone in our group uh suggested Ramian as a pod center a couple of weeks ago and it was Matt Hards. <laughs> oh mate, he's too good for us. Um Ramian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, no it
0: wasn't. I lied, it was Luke Saragoza.
1: He's had 10 tackle busts two weeks in a row now.
0: Yeah, no, he's uh well he's a big sort of body, but I just think as Sean Johnson feels a little bit more confident he's gonna start running the ball a little bit more and start not giving it to Raymond a little bit more. Mm. So, I mean, although he's looking good at the moment, you'd sort of kind of be overpaying for him now, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree there. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, that said as well, like, the fact that he could be getting better service is, you know, that, like there's that potential there as well that maybe it it only helps him. Because is is you think, like, Johnson is also going to get the ball to his playmakers,
0: uh but Johnson like- has two passes. He has the short ball to Nakora, or he has mm-hmm. the cutout ball to the winger. He doesn't have the center pass.
1: That's actually a very good point. He loves the short pass to Nakora. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and like Chad was talking in his podcast, uh, I think it was the one with Talking League, and he was saying that he was just going to focus on giving the ball early to Ramian. Uh, and obviously, Sean Johnson's not interested in doing that. So. <laughs> Uh it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm happy to let that one go through to the keeper for me, I think.
1: Mm, yeah, I tend to agree, especially now that he's already at 530K. Um, yep. If you if you got on at 440, then, you yeah, know, well done.
0: Yep, living the dream. Uh, obviously, Moylan's been dropped, though, with uh, Johnson coming back. You have to imagine that potentially he might swap with Trindle, assuming that he's fit. Uh, poor uh, Magulius has dropped out. Teague Wilton back to the bench with Wade Graham coming back in. Is this like is this a thirty-plus scoreline gap?
1: I think so, but I also think the sharks are probably going to score twenty themselves. Like this could actually be like a, a fifty to twenty, like similar to the Warriors game. I think.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to Sean Johnson dropping down in price. Hopefully, he doesn't drop too fast and start leveling out. I want him to sort of be primed up. He's got a couple of pretty tough matchups coming up into state of origin, and then I'll be looking at him at about round fifteen. I think.
1: Yeah, me too. I've definitely got a, a one eye on him, really hoping that he that he drops some cash. Last week was a big help, um, a good start, given that he was given a rest towards the end of the game. Uh, yep. Definitely got his price moving in the right direction for us.
0: Yep, perfect. All right, let's move along to the uh, Blockbuster Friday night game with the uh, high-flying Broncos. <laughs> Not really. Against <laughs> the, uh, the Titans who, yeah, just were absolutely on fire and then bottled it against the Rabbitohs. Uh So... Uh, David Mead, who is in the centre, has been dropped out of centre, surprisingly, and replaced with Jesse Arthurs, which is probably a good thing for this game, Well bad for us, to go for our three-peat of Captain Obvious, David Fafita. Um, but, yes, yeah, so Arthurs comes in. He's going to s- steady up that defensively. Although, yes, yeah, so I guess Herbie will play left centre and, and Arthurs will play right centre. Um, but then they've obviously taken a gamble in the halves as well, bringing Milford and, uh, <laughs> and our boy Tyson in. <laughs> so. Um, Man, I was watching some highlights of uh, Tyson Gamble on um, Twitter just before. It seems to me like his two things that he's going to add is defense, which the Broncos really need, and a big boot kicking game, which is what they need as well. So anyone that has Milford, you have to imagine that Gamble's actually going to take a, a lot more of the kicking than what these other two halves that were partnering Milford were going to do.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I can definitely see that. I, I really hope uh, <laughs> anyone that held Milford has probably gotten off him by this point. Um, but, yeah, no, I, uh, you're probably not touching Gamble, I'd assume, given that uh, Kevvy loves to chop and change recently.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they win this game, which I thought they were a chance last week, and although they lost by 34, they didn't play like they did for part of the game. Like there's a team, there's a Broncos team in this one to seventeen that can beat this Titans team. Mm. I don't know if they're going to actually arrive at the stadium, but they're in this, they're in this team somewhere. So it'll just be interesting to see if they can actually uh, turn their potential into something. I mean, this, you know, without Tino, uh, and um, I mean it's and also Lasane as well, who's been doing our job for them, not for fantasy, but for footy. Um, they they're they're not. They're vulnerable, I'll put it that way.
1: No, I, I definitely agree. I could I could definitely see the Broncos winning this game because um, we know the Titans as well. They're prone to their own uh, lapses. Like, you know, we saw it against Manly that just came out and just were absolutely flat. And even in that mm-hmm. Souths game, they were firing for a bit and then they can just, I don't know, go to sleep for a little bit. Like, yeah, they're just – you can definitely tell there's a good team in that Titans side, but they're not the um, – you know the premiership contenders, a lot of people were hyping them up to be in, in the no. preseason just yet yeah. um, half of the top eight yeah, yeah, I tend to agree there um so yeah I mean there's a definite possibility if there wasn't so many other cheap options around this week um you might want to take a gamble, but um i I think it's I think you're pretty right to watch and wait a week because he's he's basement price isn't he?
0: Yeah, he says 246. So, I mean, even if he puts up 40-something, he's only going to go up 25 grand. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's not a big cost to wait a week. But let's say he does score pretty well and the and the Broncos end up winning the game. You know, you can expect that that's going to buy him a couple of weeks' worth of grace. Obviously, Deedon's moving on next year, so there's no loyalty to fit him in the team and it's not like Croft hasn't had a million chances already. So uh, I guess the outside of that, though, uh, it's time to sell Turpin. The yeah. season is officially closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he played un- He played less minutes than Danny Levi did.
1: Which is shocking, isn't it? I- shocking. <laughs> Can't believe that.
0: But- lucky he got that try assist to help boost his score up a little bit. Yeah. Lucky his name's not Andrew McCulloch, <laughs> otherwise he wouldn't have got it. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, mate, Payne Haas is back.
1: Yes. Yeah, you man, and you jumped on uh, last I- week, didn't you?
0: I jumped on, I put the C on him. Pretty happy with it. I had it on for feeder, and then I changed though, so I'm not as happy as I could have been. But uh, mate Payne Haas is definitely back. He looked like his old self. He's pretty much bottomed out now, so I have him projected at 71, and his break even 71. It seems to me like the 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 shenanigans of the break evens is starting to fix itself as well.
1: Mm.
0: So um, the one thing with Haas, though, is he did only play 57 minutes, which is unusual. Uh, mm his minutes are gone 69 66 63 57 which is a bit alarming um, but he had eight tackle busts and looked really really good so i uh, yeah i'm not sure what what to make of all that
1: i wouldn't be too concerned like you got to keep in mind they were playing in darwin last week it was hot as hell it was yeah just incredibly humid um, he's not going to be playing in those temperatures every week in fact any other week really Ever. yeah exactly um, I, I, and Yeah, I I wouldn't be reading too much into that. I think you can project for like low to mid-60s minutes the majority of weeks, I'd say. Maybe uh, it drops back a little bit over origin, depending on how much Freddie asks him to do. But I think think you're right. I think you can safely project him for, uh, you know, for a decent score most weeks.
0: Yep. Uh, And our boy Tank, uh, Tavita Pengai, who we highlighted last week, yeah, back with a vengeance. He put up 81 or something uh, and he's... Uh, luckily, still just under seven hundred k. It looks to be a uh, a weapon.
1: Oh mate, don't don't say we. You highlighted it. All the credit to you, mate. That was a good uh, good shout. Um, I didn't
0: I didn't want to I did I I didn't want to just pump my own tires up. But yes, it I'll, was me. I did it all myself. You hear, <laughs> no. you hear that, Rob?
1: <laughs> I'll do it for you, mate. I'll pump the tires for you. Okay. Don't worry. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, definitely looks a good buy. Uh, the fact that he had such a good score and a losing effort, like he, I know he, he managed the one try that the Broncos scored, but um, like even if you back that out, he also benefited from, I think, two try savers. So if you want to take out the try and the two try savers, it was still a low 50 score. So um and plenty to love there, I think. Given that he's more than likely not going to play Origin, he's got that round thirteen, he's got that dual position. He looks Five like a really good boy. And
0: four offloads in a sixty-seven meter run game performance. So the big mm. thing that what if what we've found with him here is like in his one, two, three, four games where he's played at least fifty minutes, he's found a way to score points. Whether it's you know tackle bust or offloads, he's that sort of guy. He doesn't need like playing eighty for him is good for us, but he doesn't need it. Uh, so I think he's going to be a uh, a good option. I'd love to get him this week. Um, and if Harawira hadn't been named on the edge, I probably would have. It's just that I uh, I don't think I can, unless yeah. I decide I want to skip Matto and get him instead. But like nah, I don't just don't know. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, it's a tough one. I, I mean, firstly, matto has mm-hmm. got to win that spot back from Papali'i. Correct. Um, but I mean, we'll get we'll get to the eels when we get there. I suppose.
0: Yep. Um, I mean, uh, anyone that held Ricky was rewarded with a 37 in a tough week and looks to me like maybe you can hang on to him again this week with him being named on the edge without Alex Glenn being out.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. He's bought himself a couple more weeks with Glenn gone. Um, yeah, it looks a hold for now. That said, like his, his break even isn't tiny. So, I mean, if you've got no other problems and you need someone to upgrade, you can do that as well.
0: Yep. Uh, I think, okay, so here's one for you. Let's say you've got Stefano and you got Ricky and You need to sell one of them. Which one are you keeping, and which one are you selling?
1: I mean, if if cover doesn't matter, like if you don't have to worry about, like say Stefano's your only mid cover, then i'd I'd probably sell Ricky. But if if you've got plenty of mid cover, then yeah, I'd, I'd probably ditch Stefano.
0: Yeah, I think Ricky's got the the better chance for a bigger score.
1: I agree, yeah. I mean, especially given that Madge is going to play Moses Mbai for 80 minutes in the middle, you
0: know. Yeah, let's not go off too early, Ryan. There's a time and a place that's a teaser for our Tigers fans who are apparently very happy with my announcement earlier on Twitter. But for anyone that didn't see that, we'll um, we'll get there. Uh, On the Titan side of the ball, um, I just want to say to everybody in NRL Fantasy Talk who laugh-reacted my – uh, captain Obvious, for Fafida post, uh, you can all suck it. <laughs> 100 and, was it 107? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 107, 107, 107 a, against the top four team.
1: Just a casual 107.
0: Lazy, His lazy second 100 plus score. Uh, I think he's a set and forget captain option this week. I'd be really hard choosing between him and Haas this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems to be a common theme with uh, Fafito because this is twice now he's scored these hat tricks where he's been on like like a 90 score by halftime and then just disappeared in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> Cause, cause I'm like, pretty sure we're, like- all,
0: like, we're all sitting there going, what minute is he going to break the record in, like the 56th minute or, or the, the 63rd minute? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I think for
1: the second time this year, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did the same thing earlier in the year when he when yeah. he scored a hat trick. Yeah, it's just yeah. um, it's it's strange um that he's disappearing in the second half. But um, yeah, yeah no, I mean obviously a good captain. He's over nine hundred thousand now. He's yeah, he's killing it.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, he's got the floor and the ceiling this year. So mm. he's got the fifty one, fifty two base with the hundred plus ceiling. Um, it's not dissimilar from what Cleary's doing. Uh, except clearly he's got more base stats. But I think at this point we can consider tries to be part of Fafita's base stats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I mean, he's certainly scoring enough, isn't
0: he? Yeah, plus you don't need a shower after you watch him play.
1: I mean, who are you taking this week, mate? Fafita up against Pangai.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, see, I'm I, at the moment I've still got it sitting on Haas because uh, that's, that's why I bought him to be my anchor. So... Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'll see how I feel. I feel like Haas might actually do a job on the next guy that I want to mention, which is Tyrone Peachy, who was playing lock. and, um, like, for some reason, they've just decided that they're, ne- they're never going to move Peachy, but then they randomly just do move him occasionally. So he ended up out in the centres in this game and then got bailed out with a try. I was licking my lips when he moved out the centre. I was like, yes, here we go. Um, <laughs> mind you, I've recommended him to a bunch of people, so I probably shouldn't be doing that But because I don't have him. I... I was. Um, so, mate, to, I guess, Peachy, now that we know that they are actually willing to move him out to the centres, uh, where are you at in terms of, like, would you buy him at 586 if you needed a centre this week? Uh,
1: uh, I mean, it's a tough one. Like, you know you're going to be getting a a, a keeper centre as long as he stays at lock. Yeah. Um, at, at that same, at like, uh, that. With that said, at 586 uh, k, it's it's a little bit too rich for my blood. I think for a center, I, I don't really like spending that much on a center to be honest.
0: Nah, see, right now you got Bradman best is two k cheaper. Uh, he's mm. obviously a lot more fun to watch. I know you like best as well. So he's uh yeah managed to put up forty-seven against the Panthers in a a low game without a try. So he's uh coming up against. The lowly Raiders and the Tigers in the next couple of weeks before he runs out into the uh, Cowboys' juggernaut in round 11. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it's, a, yeah, it's starting to sort of uh, – Peachy's starting to become a bit too expensive at that point. But, you know, if you already got him, just obviously you're uh, you're loving it at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess moving on to the next game, we'll see Panthers and Seagulls out at Bathurst. We're keen to see Tommy Turbo go around the track.
1: <laughs> this is the uh, the Bathurst 100 because that's how many points Tommy's scored this week
0: Woo! yeah baby I love I love it I love how good was it like all those people they're like oh Turbo Sammy's oh, it's second week this week he's gonna do it this week oh yeah right yeah how much do you reckon they're just sitting there crying watching him <laughs> and now they're all the ones that are buying him this week after he's put up those two big scores yeah,
1: I'm, I'm just so glad he managed to get through that game because I remember reading, I think the physio, the NRL physio said that um, within the first two weeks is the greatest chance of re-injury and then after that it starts to diminish pretty rapidly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just so thankful we got through the first two weeks and not only did we get through the first two weeks, he's put up two big scores yeah. and he, he's just changed this
0: manly side so dramatically. Yeah, so Tommy was the one that was going through the two weeks. <laughs> he was literally <laughs> going through it. Like anything that was anywhere near him, he was just steamrolling. And um, mate, it's being helped by the arrogant no look passes by Josh Schuster as well out there.
1: Yeah, not wrong. I actually
0: don't think he ever looks at somebody when he passes them the ball. <laughs> he just <laughs> <laughs> sits, at, sits at home and like practices throwing no look passes to people.
1: He's been um, he's been he's been watching too many TikToks, mate. He wants to be on the highlight reel.
0: Oh, maybe we need to make one of uh, Josh Schuster no look passes. <laughs>
1: good compilation there.
0: Yep. Um, mate, yeah. So uh, obviously, Manly are looking really good. They've got two wins in a row. Uh, the first one was kind of unexpected, and then this one, they just steamrolled the Tigers. But I guess we'll get there. So Schuster's looking like more and more like he may actually be a keeper if this Manly side's good because he's what he's had here is a good base in tackles, but he's setting up setting up tries as well. He was on like fifty after the first thirty minutes or something.
1: Yeah, he was flying, and then he. Bloody! At the end of the game in the garbage time, he racked up two penalties and an error in like in, mm-hmm. in the space of about a minute. Took um,
0: The accelerator.
1: Yeah, not wrong. Um, but no, you're right because I think you asked me this question last week, and I was like, no, I wasn't too sure. I was like, no, I don't think he's a keeper, but he's probably the last bloke in the team I'm going to sell. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like the fact that Manly, because firstly, I don't think there's a player in the league that adds more points to a team than Tom DeRoyevic adds to Manly. Um, and and that can only bode well for Schuster, that given that he was putting up all these good scores back when Manly was getting pounded by teams.
0: And it was basically um, just 40 tackles and 60 meters a game. Yeah. And, exactly. now, and now it's 40 tackles, 60 meters, a couple of tackle busts, and a try assist. And that, that tips him into the, the early 50s. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mate, and then on the other side of the ball, obviously, we've got uh, Abby Coruscant back for his first game with a nice high break even. I think it's 87 or 84. So he's another one we're going to see him uh, come back and hopefully drop some cash.
1: Yeah, he's definitely one to target. um, And Penrith, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they play round thirteen. They do. Uh, Excellent. Now, Appy, is he any chance of origin?
0: Do you think he could push out Damien Cook? No, they couldn't. They can't. Based on how Cooks played in the past game two, if if Queensland, sorry, when Queensland win game one maybe for game two.
1: (laughs) But we've already had the buy bot. We've already had Appy's round 13 score by then, so we're fine.
0: Correct. And then we can trade Appy to Damian Cook for round 17.
1: Look at you. You've got the wheels in motion.
0: Yeah, I've already spoken to Freddie. (laughs) I've G'd up the Queensland boys now. i just got to hope that Paul Green doesn't ruin it in camp. They're ready to go. Um, Mate, Cleary, doing Cleary stuff. He had a low game, got 85 or whatever he got. Yeah. he actually downdated. Yeah, I know.
1: He went backwards.
0: What happened? I mean, oh mate, oh, no. I don't know. I own Cleary for one week and I've broken him. He, he goes backwards yep. now. Mate, this is the beginning of the end for Cleary.
1: Oh, here we go.
0: We just needed the 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 steady on of the down dates. I think the scorers realised that every single other team aside from me has and I'm far enough behind everybody now that <laughs> they can stop adding the ghost points to him. So I think he's gonna actually start getting his real scores now.
1: Oh, so what's going to happen? Yeah,
0: so they've been monitoring the Twitter just waiting for me to hit the 20,000 rank mark, and they're like, no, nah, he's far enough behind now.
1: We don't have to worry about this bloke. He's, we know he's a jet if he had Cleary.
0: Yeah, exactly. All the duds have been wiped out completely, and everybody's got Cleary now, so we're going to give him what he's actually scoring instead of uh, some inflated scores. to so just wipe him out so nobody can afford him. Uh, um, but made outside of that, this team is not very uh, fantasy relevant. Really? I mean, yeah. Tyo is still going huge. Can he continue this? I don't, I don't like, he's just doing so much more than any winger ever has.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, generally, I just, I hate buying wingers, let alone buying wingers for 720K, but <laughs> he's just, yeah, because he was, uh, I remember looking at his score last week and he wasn't on very much, but he somehow, like, early on in the game, I think about, like, near halftime, but then by the end of the game, he's in it on 69. Like, I know he got a try, but... Like to have over three hundred
0: run meters as a winger, <laughs> yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, yeah, I, uh yeah, I'm, I'm just not buying him out of principle now. But I mean, he's but, too yeah.
1: expensive now. Like you can't buy a, w- a winger for seven hundred thirty k. Like even if he does average sixty for the entire season, like, oh god, it's just yeah.
0: Mm. I have to say though, I, I really hope he listens to this. But mate, TK, mm. in the preseason podcast. He highlighted Toto as having a value and, and being a buy, playing on this left edge outside of his mates there. And I went on Twitter and I called him an idiot. <laughs> and he is right and I am wrong.
1: So you've stitched him up with Tarpani. You've told him not to buy Toto. <laughs> well,
0: Tarpani's back this week, mate. What's your problem? Well, he's on the Papali's bench. gone. I killed Papali for him and everything. He's good. He's coming in. He's angry <laughs> off the bench.
1: I mean, that yeah. said, they also they they also talked up Stephen Crichton. So you know, yeah. you, you, they're like yeah. us. You know, you can't get them all right.
0: Yeah, T, TK was right, and I was wrong about Toto.
1: One one question before we move on what I've, what do you think about um, with Matt Burton at left centre? Are you worried at all about Momorovsky? No, no worries. No, not worried. Okay,
0: I discussed this at length on my live yesterday. Ooh, uh, okay. My opinion, because I had Benji in the comments telling me I was an idiot and Mom Roski wasn't going to come back. So, My opinion on this is I don't believe that the Panthers have held on to their key backup center slash half to play him in first grade and risk him getting injured when they need him to cover them for origin and for injuries. They need him to cover. They're not going to risk him getting injured and leave out a guy who – can't play like leave out a guy who can't play in that position
1: yeah because he covers
0: their entire back line he covers their one to seven right so he's their first cover to come in in any one of those positions Hmm. so why like in the event that he gets injured the quality of their cover in all of those positions diminishes you know realistically they're only leaving him out for two weeks and then he's back playing over origin again
1: But, I mean, like, is he no danger of getting injured when he's playing reserve grade? Because he was playing reserve grade before he got into this side.
0: Well, maybe that's because they weren't sure when they were going to be able to give him minutes and they wanted to keep the fitness up. Mm. You know, that's just like, maybe I'm wrong, right? Maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, I know worst case scenario, I hang on to Momorowski. He's definitely going to play the round 13.
1: That's
0: true, yeah. So worst case scenario, he doesn't make the team. I just hang on to him for another couple of weeks, begrudgingly, have him in round 13 plus 14 if Cleary gets rested or something like that or Luai or whoever else is playing Origin, their entire back line. You know, somebody's going to get rested, he's going to get a couple more games and then I'll move him on later. But Mm. I just don't don't think it's going to happen.
1: No, I I do tend to agree that he is a hold still. Um, Given that it's only two more weeks, you'll know then... And you have got to think as well. If uh, even if Momorovsky doesn't force his way back in, if anybody in that one to seven is injured, suspended, anything like that, he'll be the first one in as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I can definitely see why some people are worried. Yeah. Um, with, same- trades,
0: with trades being at a premium, I just don't think it's a it's a necessary thing to trade a keeper center potentially. Um, for uh, what I consider to be a one-third chance that he's not going to come back into the team, so I think two-thirds he's coming back, one-third he's not coming back. Roughly is where, I, but that's that's just me picking a number out of my ass. <laughs> but that's where I my gut feel is that he's going to come back and Burton's going to go back and play reserve grade. That,
1: that, yeah, I tend all, to my, my, my the gut 18-10. tends to agree. Yeah. yeah, my my gut does tend to agree with you. Like maybe maybe um Matt Burton. Is the 14 or something? Maybe Tyrone May disappears, maybe Matt Burton. Because, you know, we've seen a lot of teams play that, you know, that ball-playing block role. Maybe that's an option um, to fit them all in. But, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Matt Burton is definitely good enough to be in this 17 and should be in the 17 somewhere. But I just don't, like, given the Penrith's premiership aspirations, I just don't know why they're risking him and leaving out the centre when he's their cover for that entire, like, if Nathan Cleary goes down, they could realistically still win the comp with Burton. Mm. But you know, if Burton's injured and then they miss out on Cleary, they got Tyrone May in the halves with Jerome Luai, and it starts to get a little bit shaky. Yeah, so it's yeah. just my it's just where my gut feel on it. If it was me, if it was me, I'd honestly I'd be dropping Charlie Staines. Charlie Staines would be the one that was out.
1: Mm.
0: But you know, that's. That's a separate issue. Uh, I don't want to, you know, spend time. Well, ultimately, we're guessing at the end of the day. So yeah, we can yeah, only yeah. wait two more weeks, see what happens if he doesn't come back into the team. He's 526K, so it's, you're talking about a 50K upgrade to Peachy or something like that who plays that first buy, you know, or even cashing down to a, you know, let's say you're going really good and you're cashing down to a Walsh or something who's at 350K by then, you know, and you're banking the 200K. Like, you know, like you've got so many options there. Um So, yeah, I think you can hang on for two more weeks and wait and see what happens personally.
1: Yeah. No, I tend to agree. I I think I'm with you there because, I mean, at the end of the day, this is um, just educated guessing. We don't know what Ivan's thinking. We're just trying to, you know, inflect our own um, foresight on based on what we've seen from Ivan in the past. So, I mean, if if anyone wants to sell Momorovsky based on that, they've got a strong belief that he's not going to crack this 17. I I, I probably wouldn't talk you out of it, but you no. know we just think he's he's going to come back into the side at some point.
0: Yeah. The other thing is, you know, you got to take into consideration and I want to finish talking about this in a second, but I know Panthers have been trying to tell him to trying to get him to backflip and I wonder if maybe uh <clears throat> some of this media stuff about him, you know, needing to be in the in the starting 13, you know, even when they're fit maybe that was some sort of a something that got You know, like somebody in the Panthers organization went to the media and said, hey, start talking about this stuff, you know, so maybe we can get him to backflip. Mm. You know, but you never know. So, I mean, we don't know what happens. I'm I'm sure these clubs are a lot smarter than what we actually think they are. Well, some of them are anyway, maybe not the Tigers, but most of them are. Mm. Uh, (laughs) But we'll we'll move on to the next game, which is the Bulldogs and the Eels. So the Bulldogs, uh, surprise, surprise, Kotrick scored poorly again, even though he got a try. Um, Will Hoppawadi, I don't know if I am willing to say that he's back, but he had a pretty good score there, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, he finally put up one for the year. That's probably his one for the next month, I'd say. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd be willing to say he's back, especially running into the Eels this week. It doesn't get much easier. Um, hey, what yeah. happened to
0: Napa? Did he have a, re- a big can of Red Bull before he ran out?
1: What happened with Napa? He looked really
0: good. He, he like he literally had like... he had. His average run metres for the season so far in the first 11 minutes of the game or something.
1: Yeah, wow. Look at that now, 139 run metres for the game. Yeah, yeah. He, was on,
0: he was on 70 run metres after like 12 minutes or something like that, which is his average for the year prior to that. So, yeah, he definitely played like he played absolutely out of his skin and that was a I think a big reason why they got on top was Napa. The Sharks only really started coming back when he went off. So it's not often that I compliment Napa because I hate him – I don't hate him, but I'm disappointed with what he did in Origin where he was really good when he was playing against somebody with the last name Burgess. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, mate, Corey Waddell looked really good at lock. Adam Elliott basically spent the entire game hiding out on the edge, just soaking up the glory and not actually doing anything. Um, Mate, that's actually an interesting one because Elliott, uh, we were highlighting him as a buy and he had a couple of pretty good scores and then he seems to have gone off the boiler a little bit. If you had Elliott, where are you, what are you doing? He's at six down at 624 Now, um, 17 points on the weekend.
1: Well, if I'm remembering correctly, I also tend to remember that we highlighted that he doesn't have that pedigree. Like, for all the people that were looking at him, he's never really had this fantasy pedigree before. That said, if I owned him, I'd definitely be holding. Like, like for... I think you can forgive one very bad score, given he had nine missed tackles. I don't think he's... He's he's not going to do a Kurt Capel every week.
0: And 36 Um, metres, though. That's the other worry. In a game where they were dominant, he... Didn't didn't gain any attacking ascendancy while missing tackles somehow being the only player on the field for the bulldogs that was missing tackles.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I still think he's not an urgent sell. Like given that you can look at the first six rounds of this year, that seventeen really does seem like an outlier. Yeah. Uh, that said, I wouldn't be buying him either if I had it. If no. I didn't have him,
0: maybe he's one to hold. And just pray he has a good score this week to level him out, and wait for uh, Maddo to drop some money, and then go across to an actual gun, something like that, or Abby. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, Luke Thompson, forty-seven in sixty-three minutes, is kind of a bit—I guess—a bit below what I would have been hoping for. But he's got three scores above forty-five now, so he's uh, he's chugging along nicely. Uh, but he's kind of probably too expensive to be a buy now.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I know he is your man. You really love him. You've got a bit of a man crush on old uh, old Lukey Thompson.
0: I just like um, he just he's just like uh, I used to love James Graham, and he just yeah. reminded me of James Graham.
1: <laughs> I was thinking the other day. I remember when James Graham was like a legit captaincy option because he averaged because oh. like, he averaged like fifty eight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, like if if you tell somebody to captain somebody and they get fifty eight, they get laugh reacted on Facebook. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, sorry, my captain didn't get one hundred and twenty. All right.
1: It's a tough crowd. Tough crowd. It is out a there. tough
0: crowd. It's buddy free advice and then laugh reacts when you when you don't tell them captain that captain's only gets a hundred.
1: I mean, anyway. yeah, exactly. They got exactly what they paid for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a big zip. Yeah. So no, yeah, I definitely think Luke Thompson's probably a bit too expensive to be a buy now. Um, yeah. I'd be like either looking this week, I'd be looking at a Harawe or and Ira, or I'd be looking at a Pangai guy for an extra eighty k. Like,
1: yeah, no, definitely.
0: Yep. Uh Bulldogs I don't really want to keep talking about them. Move to the no. other side of the ball. The further um, away
1: we can get from Kodrick, the better.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what like like I mean as far away as he gets from the ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um mate, so with the eels, uh, Moses pretty underwhelming and a f- absolute flogging, but I I guess somebody asked me about this today. He's kind of the base stat guy. So, when they're on top and the the other team's sitting behind the goalposts, he doesn't have a chance to accrue those base stats of kick metres. And he went, what, 310 kick metres or something like that, down from his usual sort of 450. Mm. Um, so, uh, I wouldn't be too worried about Moses. Uh, 50 points is pretty good for a, a floor.
1: Yeah, exactly, especially... Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried either. Um like we saw how consistent he was in round what, one, two, four, where he was just constantly banging out mid four uh, mid sixty, sorry, and then you know, had the big seventy-three against the Raiders last week. I mean, if, if Moses getting a fifty is your biggest worries, then you're flying. Mm.
0: Yeah. But keep in mind as well, he doesn't have any tries through seven games. He usually does score a mm. try at about one in every five, so he's probably due for a one or two. Um mate, uh, so uh Papaliti holds onto his spot with Maddo returning via the bench, which has to be good for people that bought Papali'i and people who own Maddo. But you have to think with this bench of back rower, center, back rower, and low minute prop that something's going to change in this team prior to kickoff.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a really strange one. Um, it's, what, <laughs> it's really tough to to know what to project here. Maybe you know Keegan Hipgrave comes on, or uh, Greg, uh, you know, made his debut last week, comes back. Um, Although I wouldn't be surprised if Matto comes on after about 20, 25 minutes and probably he plays a lot in the middle. Um, yep. That wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, yeah. All possibilities, I suppose.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, even if, he, even if the team runs out exactly like this, you have to imagine Maddo is going to spend time on it on the edge. He's one you definitely need to pencil into your watch list for the next couple of weeks. So hopefully you can drop some cash, drop something with a six in front of it would be great. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll be just diving headfirst into that. Hopefully he doesn't dive headfirst to do anything. <laughs> <more>. <laughs> I actually didn't even do that on purpose, but it worked out really good. Um, Made outside of that, uh, would you buy Moses this week? No rush, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I mean no rush. On uh, um, yeah, I mean like you know he, he plays round thirteen, so there's that benefit, but. Yeah, like you said, no rush, but he, he does he's probably going to be a keeper playing a Bulldogs team that this eels side could put up another score on. Um,
0: yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't be, I, I I really wanted to get him this week. I just with Haraway and Ira and um I actually haven't made my second trade yet. I've got a little bit of a an option there. I'd really love to be able to actually find out if Teddy's going to play or not before I make my second trade cuz if he's going to play, I might even get Moses this week. Um I'll see how I go. Uh, anything else from the seal side?
1: No, not, not that I... I mean, Cardi Party's back. He had another huge score.
0: <laughs> and Sivo scoring 104. Yeah. Yeah, in my head-to-head.
1: Great.
0: Oh, yuck. yeah. I guess the one person in the entire fantasy that has Sivo. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Um, mate, uh, Knights versus Roosters, speaking of Teddy. So he's uh, had his head decapitated by uh, Jordan Pereira, but he's named this week. Uh, obviously, they got Ikevalu and Suwali sitting down there in the extended bench, though. Uh, Sam Walker, fantastic, and Verrills starting.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, just Teddy being named is a win for any fantasy owners, even if he doesn't play. Like, oh, I thought, sure, like maybe I was being a bit too doom and gloom, but given the Roosters and Robbo's history of resting blokes with um, concussions, like, you know, recent concussion history for a long time. I thought there was a possibility Tedesco was going to be gone for a while, but to see him named, um, yeah, I mean, it's great. Hopefully, he's he's symptom-free and we get him playing on Saturday, but even so, even if he's out a week and he's back next week, I'd I'd definitely be holding him.
0: Yep. Uh, Crichton's sort of doing okay. Uh, Don't be surprised if we see this uh, Verils-Marshki swap around again.
1: I'd, I'd suspect Beryl's are going to play more minutes though this week. Uh, you'd have yeah, to think that
0: build him into it, you know.
1: Yeah, you have to think that that thirty minutes was like a you know a starting point to build him into match fitness. Um, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So where are you actually seeing his role long term?
1: Well, I mean, it really depends on what's happening with this. Um, is it TJ Pereira? I think his name is the uh, the the oh, former. Perinara, so yeah. S- sorry, um, we lost to- one
0: Perinara this week, and we're getting another one.
1: <laughs> I had uh, Pereira on the brain from decapitating yep. Teddy. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on what happens with uh, with him coming over. Um, that said, if if he doesn't sign, I could easily see Verrells in like a fifty to sixty minute roll most weeks. Uh, it, it just it just really depends on, on what happens with with this All Black coming over.
0: Yep. I think uh, we've got a fair few people asking about trading Teddy to Ponga this week, which is, I guess, a question that I never thought I'd get asked as a (laughs) fantasy analyst. Um, Mate, uh, obviously they're playing the same game, so you're going to know that whether Teddy's playing or not. If he, let's say he doesn't named, uh, would you do it?
1: I was considering it when I thought Tedesco was going to be out for a while. When I when I had in my head that uh, Robbo's probably going to he's had three concussions in less than a year. Robbo's probably going to sit him for bloody six weeks. I was really considering Teddy to Ponga, but i I, I probably wouldn't like now that he's named. I probably wouldn't. I uh, mm. I think you just got to stick with Teddy and get Ponga in another way.
0: Yep. Um, I guess the good news is for people this week, Reese Welsh plays after Teddy. So you'll know if Teddy's going to be out and you'll be able to make that trade to get Walsh in, maybe like a Stefano to Walsh type deal or Alvaro to Walsh. You'll be able to actually hold on to that while you wait and see if Teddy's going to play. So that's a bonus. Um, are we trusting Walker as a full-time 17 yet or no?
1: Oh, no, I, I, I think he's very match-up dependent. I think he's the perfect guy to go in the 18 loop slot because he's like unlike, say, you know, pick your four: like Stefano, Alvaro, the, these guys that are, you know, somewhere between 30s and 40s. Walker's one of those guys that can put out a big score, as we saw on the weekend with that 67. But at the same time, we saw the week before what he can also do um, when the game's not going his way where he can yeah. put out a low 20 score. So I think he's the perfect 18 loop slot guy.
0: He doesn't play the first buy, unfortunately. We'll mm. play the second buy though. If we can hang on that long, we'll see what happens with that. Um, mate on the other side of the ball, Stafford Toa had a big game, but not going to be looking at him long term. Bradman best trialist forty seven is a good so- good sign, but certainly no rush on him.
1: Yeah, I was actually very disappointed. <laughs> I've been targeting, I've been had in mind of targeting best around that first buy time, and like I know. Uh, the Knights had a pretty tough run with the Panthers. Now they've got the Roosters this week and the Raiders next week who suddenly look a lot more beatable. Um, and, and the fact that he's put up a trial as 47 against Penrith is uh, really... <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's really put a, um, a, a damper on my plans that he was going to drop a bit of money over the coming weeks, but it, it's probably good for his long-term prospects as a uh, as a keeper.
0: Yep. Uh, outside of that, uh, Kurt Mann.
1: Yes, the return.
0: The return, and well, it's not even the return. He's returned with a vengeance. He mm-hmm. is, he's escalated. He's no longer the uh, original Kurt Mann. Not like the Terminator. Whereas in Terminator One, where he's the Arnold Schwarzenegger version, where he's kind of a bit gammy, you know, the, in a second Terminator where he can turn into liquid, and he's like upgraded. The T one thousand. The T one thousand. That's Kurt Man this year, playing <laughs> with Blake Green instead of Mitch Pierce. So he seems to be. Uh, doing a bit more kicking, which obviously is good. He's he's a good ball runner, good defender normally, hmm. um, but playing the first buy and having a extra five to seven points a game in kick metres is, uh, is a nice little wrinkle for him to maybe be a low 50s scorer, only priced at, what, 520K or whatever he is. I think he's
1: 560 now, after that oh, big 80-point 80, 80 score.
0: Bloody hell, mate. 560. Yeah. Um, probably... I mean, okay, Fogarty's 10k
1: more. Yeah, more. I, I, I mean, he's a good buy. Like, if someone is in need of a half, but like you said, like Fogarty's 10k more, you don't have to worry about uh, Fogarty losing his spot. Like, Kurt Mann could easily lose his spot once Mitch Pierce is healthy, and even if he does keep his spot once Mitch Pierce is healthy, those kick meters are going to disappear straight away. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that said, he, he's probably going to put up like 150k over the next four weeks or so, um, mm. but yeah, I, I just think there's other options I'd be looking at other than Kurt Mann.
0: Yeah, something a little bit less short-sighted considering the uh, the amount that people are churning through trades at the moment with all these injury fixes. I think the last thing you want to be doing is trading in a guy that you know you're going to have to trade out later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, be targeting keepers, value keepers if you can, like a Fogarty. I definitely think Fogarty is a potential guy to be in your team at the end of the year. A man definitely isn't, so... Mm. Mate, uh, Watson, second score in a row, under 50. Are you worried? Um, Let me have a quick look. Well, you were telling me that you thought he was going to be a keeper. So I guess uh, definitely around 13. But, you know, following that, um, I mean, obviously Uh, you got Haas and you got Angus. The the middles are a bit thin, aren't they? And Tohu.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's my point. And it's only his second – he scored a 47. So that's his lowest score of the year when he's played in the middle. Um, His 37 came when he played at 5'8". Outside of that, uh, he hasn't scored under 50 before this week against the Panthers. And I think he can forgive a game against Penrith as well. Against
0: the Panthers. Yeah, because
1: he's he's not normally – like I know he made 42 tackles, but that's not normally where he gets his big scores from. His scores come from when he's able to run the ball, get some tackle busts, and put up these 60s. Um, Yeah. And honestly, I still think he's a potential keeper given that how scarce that middle position is. Um, like, I think, let me have a quick look. Like, when he, outside of that, um, like, I know there was a game where he was started in the forwards and then ended up moving around. But outside of that one start at 5'8", he's averaging 56 this year. Yeah. So uh, there's there's definite keeper potential there for mine.
0: Okay. I was just testing you. The correct answer is he might still be a keeper. I was just, <laughs> I was just testing you to see if you are you're on fire. So you are, but That's keep right it up. On. Don't let it don't let it lapse like Rob did.
1: <laughs> I like that you're keeping on top of me, mate.
0: Yeah, uh, mate Barnett is uh, doing pretty good stuff, and um, Frizell as well. So obviously Frizell's more than likely going to play Origin, but Barnett isn't. Six hundred eighty-eight k jewel sort of hovering around those sort of 50 scores, which is um, not exactly a bad thing.
1: No, I mean, it's a lot better than what I thought he was, like. Um, I thought he would be. He's, he's typically in the past, he's never really put up this consistent scoring when he's been in the second row. Like, he's always usually put up these scores when he's been at lock. Um, so the fact that he's managing to put up these scores in the second row, and especially now, even with goal kicking gone, um, he's still doing it. Like, I know he had he had 49 tackles against Penrith. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he's looking like a, like a potential keeper and especially with that mid-edge, it's, I guess it's just a matter of um, if you don't have him, who would you rather, him or Pangai this week because yeah, they're both in well, that, that was, same
0: bracket. That was the next question I was going to ask you. If you could buy one of them, they're 2K apart, which one would you buy?
1: I'd, 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 still, I'd be going Pangai myself just because I think he's got a, a much bigger ceiling yeah. Um, and and um, like Barnett's floor this year, we saw him get a 38. Like I don't think Pangai's floor this year, given the new rules, the the way... As um, an
0: 80-minute back rower.
1: Exactly. Like the way the game's going, I don't think his floor is going to be much worse than that.
0: Yeah. I guess obviously the danger with Pangai is let's say for the next couple of weeks Ricky deputises out on that edge and is good and hangs to his spot. Glenn comes back. The natural move is Pangai goes back to the middle.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that risk is always going to be hanging over Pangae, isn't it? But um, we've seen – hasn't Kevy? I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I've heard Kevy say that he thinks second row is Pangae's best, best position and yeah, um, given his performances over the last couple of weeks, it'd be hard to argue.
0: But Kevy also said that Milford was going to spend at least four weeks in reserve grade and then recalled him back after two weeks.
1: <laughs> you make a valid point.
0: <laughs> I, it's, it's very rare that points that I make aren't valid. <laughs> TK would
1: disagree, mate. TK would disagree.
0: Oh, oh, man. I also told him that I thought it was a bad move for him to sell Teddy to Cleary two weeks ago. <laughs> Look how that turned out. That was in the DMs, though. I probably shouldn't have even told anybody about that. But there you go. It's on record now. Um, also, <laughs> asking through the week, was it Cody asking uh, when it's going to be time to move Braley? He's averaging the fourth highest amount of points in the whole game at the moment. Is there a time to move Braley? Never. No. no. <laughs> He's a,
1: he's a young Andrew McCulloch, mate. He
0: tackles for fun. Mate, it depends if you are. Some some fantasy out analysts out there believe that the new game doesn't suit Braille. <laughs> do,
1: you, do you not like 65 tackles? Is
0: that, is that not your thing? <laughs> yep. No, well, that's not how I prefer my guys. I prefer my Wade Egan's. <laughs> um, Oh, man. Radley's been disappointing, hasn't he? Yeah, do yeah. we have to talk about it? <laughs> no, let's not. Let's skip it out. I'm sorry to anybody that we recommended Radley to. Don't sell him, but Matt Takiaho. Actually, we got. I know he seems to be back here now. Um, so it looks like he might play, um, potentially. Um, mm-hmm. was Takiaho, as that provides an interesting point, are we going to be selling or are we holding now?
1: I mean, I sold last week with him on the bench. I'd, me, I'd me still too. be selling. Yeah, yep. I'd still be selling if I if I still had him.
0: Ship him to the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, next game worries versus the Cowboys juggernaut. Uh, so the uh, the Warriors uh, the apparently the Reese Walsh to fullback experiment is over, but the Reese Walsh to five eight experiment is beginning. Uh, so obviously Reese Walsh is going to be a popular one in our questions. Um, it kind of makes me feel like maybe they're going to swap attack and defense. So like Sheck's going to defend at fullback, but then attack five eight, and Walsh is going to attack at fullback. Yeah, that's um,
1: yeah. I mean, it's definitely a possibility, isn't it? Um, which probably a- is
0: the best for Walsh because he's going to get 15 tackles, but then be defending at fullback, uh, being attacking at fullback. So,
1: mm. Mm. yeah, I'll, I mean, yeah, because it was interesting because I understand what Nathan Brown was trying to do last week. That said, uh, I think having Roger defending on the wing. I think you really lose something. Like I understand he was trying to have him there so he could still get his ability under the high ball and do the kick returns and stuff, but you really lose his organising. And, you know, that the, the thing that makes Roger great, those intangible abilities that you can't really measure on a stat sheet. Um, so I, I think this is probably the best thing for the team, seeing Walsh at, at six. Uh, and, we, and we know that Walsh has been playing the last few weeks in, um, in reserve grade too. So he, he's, yeah. it's not something that's foreign to him either.
0: No, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Uh, Obviously, he's not going to play that first buy, but he's quite cheap. What is he, 250 something?
1: Yeah, about 251, I want to say.
0: Yeah,
1: 254.
0: Yeah. Um, So, break even of zero. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's an urgent buy. Mm. One more week's not going to kill you. I'd be really curious to see if something, some shenanigans happen with O'Sullivan. Uh, in this game, uh, and maybe, like, you know, something happens, Fusatour ends up at centre or something, and Walsh out of the wing, I don't know, right? So, yeah, I'd just be wanting to sort of see what happens there um, before I make a decision on him. Um, this bench is pretty full of middle forwards.
1: Yeah. Um oh I mean Bailey Syrian's there, you'd assume that he's gonna spell um no, Manok Masilla. Like. That that said if Curran I'm I'm guessing they've named Curran because he's going to the judiciary. So I'm I'm guessing that if he's unsuccessful, mm. maybe Syrian will start there and maybe Murchie comes onto the bench or maybe even a Sullivan comes onto the bench. Um yeah, I mean it's tough to say. I think if you're buying Walsh you, you'd Hopefully, have someone that's playing either in this game or in a later game that you're trading out, just so you've got that option to reverse, just in case. Um, that said, I don't think it's going to happen. Personally, like again, no. this is a bit of gut feel. I think he's going to, I think he's going to uh, start and play six, and I think his position, that position, will be his at the very least until after the first buy. After that, he's got to keep out Chanel Harris Um but I don't think that's. That's too hard of a task either because I think they they see this guy as the future.
0: The problem is he's their future fullback, not their future Mm. half. And for some inexplicable reason, they think Cody Nicorima is God's gift to the halfback position. (laughs) And Sean O'Sullivan has some sort of mystery injury that he's sitting down on the bench there. I really don't like Nathan Brown. Just like I know I've said this a couple of times, but I I don't think you guys – understand how much I don't like him and I don't rate him as a coach and I don't trust him and I this team could be anything on game day and you know if you if you're locking because what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to do like a Stefano or something to to Reese Walsh and then put Reese Walsh in their wing fullback position what you need to do if you're going to do that even if Turbo is rule uh, not Turbo if Teddy's ruled out you need to leave Walsh just sitting in your emergencies and take the AAE from him rather than putting him into the team. So if something happens that the player doesn't get locked and and just do it that way because you need to protect yourself from Nathan Brown doing something annoying because he will do it.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if you don't have Teddy, like say, you've got a, a Pappenhausen, uh, yeah. you know, stick him in your, uh, in your wing fullback so you're not locked into that.
0: Yeah, I know people. some people like to like just have all their injured players in the bench, but you're really going to cost yourself. You can have players locked. You can do all sorts of stuff. It's just not great. But um, I guess uh, things, speaking of things that aren't great, Jazz Tavanga didn't do that well last week. Um, no. no. So he did 30, 30 points in 47 minutes or something like that. Do you watch Tavanga? Did you end up buying him?
1: No, I did not, luckily.
0: <laughs> luckily? Yep. So, uh, yeah, so I guess my... Uh, I win by default kind of this week with the uh, the Jerbo v tamanga debate, but I don't feel very good about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jake didn't do much better either.
0: <laughs> no. I don't know what's happened to him. He's been space jammed by Dylan Arpa last week, I think. Uh, yeah, so, mate, uh, I actually don't really want to spend any more time on the Warriors because I'm really excited to talk about the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're going to have a million questions on Reese Wall, so let's just get into the Cowboys, eh?
0: Yep, um, mate. Valentine Holmes is fantastic. The, the Cowboys are just looking sturdy, which is not a word that I would have thought after two or three weeks that I would have used to describe them. And they're just gritty, which is something un- I like. I've never seen that. Like it's even when the like even when they were winning, they weren't gritty. Really, they were sort of lucky. Uh, I guess maybe is the right word. Yeah. I just really, really like what Todd Payton's doing and the players you can see the players are starting to buy in. You know, he's taking guys like, you know, Shane Wright, Ben Condon, Cohen Hess and just giving them a job. Like just run hard, tackle hard, that's it. Like don't, you know, it does you know, just put in effort is what I want to see. I don't care, you know, I don't need to explain to you the twenty six variations to our block play that we're gonna run. Um, yeah, and it seems to be working. You know, although it I wanted to like jump through the T V and strangle Scott Drinkwater. Uh, when he said this was the first week that I sort of just bought into the game plan that Todd was telling us. And I was like, mate, he's the coach. You've got, you're have got off contract. Listen to what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an idiot? Um, yeah. yeah. So frustrating. But obviously they're, uh, they're starting to take note. So uh, Tom Alolo is returning this week. It's nice for uh, Cowboys. Hopefully he can uh, keep up with the rest of the boys who have been doing really well. 87 break-evens, nice for us. 5.7% of people own him. I have to think they're the sleeper teams.
1: Yeah, you'd, you'd think so, the, the uh, autofill teams. Hopefully, Tamalolo's done punching walls now and he's going to stop breaking his hand every second week.
0: Yeah, hopefully he was punching Scott Drinkwater so he bloody listened <laughs> to Todd Payton. Um, so, yeah, I'm really interested in this guy. This is a big danger game, though, for me um, because, they, you know, they've just had a really tough win against a good side. and Well, they weren't good last week, but the Raiders are supposed to be good. Apparently, they're not good anymore. Um, but they're supposed to be good, and uh, they had a really good gritty win, and I just worry if maybe they're going to look at the Warriors as a lesser opponent and go in a bit soft, so I really hope they they turn up with a good attitude. Mate, Ben Hampton's a funny one, um, obviously, with Tom Dearden being dropped and the willingness of the Broncos to play Tyson Gamble. I wonder if that impacts Ben Hampton at all.
1: Yeah, potentially, if, uh, if Dearden does secure an early release. That said, I... I don't, I don't know if the Broncos are going to be too keen on doing that given, you know, that he probably is their halves cover. Like, I know they've got Brodie Croft as well, but um, yep. it, it's it's always good to have depth, I'd, I'd say, as a club. So, I mean, unless that the Broncos get a replacement of their own. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, But it, that said, it is a possibility. You, you've got to keep that in mind if you're buying Hampton. I don't think Chad's going to leave early. But um, Deirdre is a possibility. But that said as well, like you you were talking about how Drinkwater doesn't buy into the game plan, and I've seen him put up all these awful fifth tackle options. There's always that chance that he's the one to make way for Deirdre too.
0: Yeah, I think the Cowboys fan base would be some sort of like a riot outside the stadium if they did that. Unfortunately, I don't know what it is, but the Cowboys fans on social media, particularly in the Facebook followers group, they're just, oh, my God, they're just intolerable some of them some of them are lovely people as well but just some of the suggestions it's it's it's, i'm sure everybody's facebook groups the same if you're like hit us up on the socials on the comments in the podcast session and tell me some of the the shocking things that you've seen suggested in facebook uh casual nrl fan facebook I (laughs) i love it i thrive on it final game of the round Mm. Might jump into the Dragons first before I tee off on Madge. Um, Mate to Dragons. So, obviously, the experiment of putting Jack Bird at 5'8 for the first 35 minutes and then shifting him is over. Uh, so, Ben Hunt returns. Bird's back to centre. Both of their wingers are suspended. So, Cody Ramsey's back to the wing and Fee Guy debuts. Um, that's, I guess, debuts for this year, not overall. Uh, Josh Kerr's back to the edge. Burns back to the bench. That bench is really, really good for Alvaro if it stays as it is.
1: Yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, we know that Hook is playing Josh McGuire for 60 minutes a game. Um, yeah, it's strange. I, I'm guessing that like, – I wonder what he's doing with Billy Burns because like, I'm guessing he's going to come on for Josh Kerr. But how many minutes is, is are each of them going to play? I, I don't know. It's, it's strange to me. I would have thought that Burns should start and Kerr would – Go straight to the bench. I,
0: well,
1: but, is, is what's yeah. going to
0: happen is Burr's going to come on and push Kerr to the middle and take Fuimano off.
1: Yeah, that's, that's you're probably right there, actually.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what that happens. Obviously, Clean's there as injury cover um, for McCulloch and the halves and whatever else. Um, mate, uh, oh, is Maguire, a, a, putting, setting aside the fact that Paul Green's probably going to pick him for State of Origin, Is he a
1: buy? I think he is a buy. That said, I don't know if I'd be buying him. I guess if you can't afford someone like a Pangai Barnett that we were talking about earlier. Mm. um,
0: Because he's going to play the first buy, assuming that Green doesn't pick him. I'm really trusting Paul Green a lot that he's not going to pick him
1: if i mean if it was any other coach you'd say he's no chance of playing origin but it's Paul Green so he's yeah. he's, he's that possibility but yeah cuz it seems like he's going to be playing in that in that 60 you know 55 to 60 minute role uh, for the yep. dragons um well I this mean- year
0: so far he's got 46 and 36 for the cowboys and mm. then 55 46 and 67 for the dragons so that's points not minutes um but he looks like he's playing a pretty consistent 60 minutes and he's being asked to do that work through the middle so He's uh, uh, did you know uh, Josh McGuire is the only player in the NRL that hasn't um, like been part of a winning team though? So, <laughs> yes. three losses and then three losses. I love it, I'll live for it. Or <laughs> well, four losses and then two losses. I lied. So, he's uh, every, every club is um, is not has won at least a game now, but McGuire hasn't. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, Cal's undefeated be, since he left.
0: He must be such a bad influence on the, on the dressing room which means he's, he's almost a shoe-in for State of Origin. He'll probably be the starting prop or lock as well. Probably the captain. Mate. Mm, let's go. West Tigers. I was expecting probably, I don't know what I was expecting. I guess a coach that decides to play Moses by for 56 minutes and Stefano for 30 minutes. Can't be trusted too much. But, mate, the only change that they've made is Leilua and and Zane Musgrove out for McKaylee. So I call, I'm calling that McKaylee to Musgrove swap neutral. Uh, basically, all they've done is bring back Joey Leilua for um, M- Michael Chikam and and fiddled around with Garner and, and off Gowie's positions and dropped Stefano to the bench. Stefano was their only good middle last week. Yeah. Can you explain to me? Just, like, try to put yourself in the mind of Michael Maguire. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. You're winning 6-0. Yep. You make an interchange, you start getting absolutely torched, and you leave the player that was the only one that was on the time when you weren't getting torched off for the rest of the game, aside from the last eight minutes when you're down by 40. Hmm. Explain that to me the thought process.
1: I've got it. We need Robbie Farrah
0: We need Robbie Farrah. That'll solve all of our problems. Robbie Farrow is going to come back and help with the culture of the team. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute! Wasn't he the one that white entered Jason Taylor into leaving, and then didn't he leave himself after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, no, I'm he did. Sure. Yep. Okay, sure, yeah. Okay, good. And I'm not saying Jason Taylor was a good coach because he's not, but he certainly wasn't the problem. Obviously, the problem is all of these guys strutting around like the, the spine was part of the problem. Like, I think the the one player that typifies the, the, the problem with the West Tigers is Aaron Woods. Mm. Like when he was playing for them, he was playing for Australia somehow. And I think it was just based on his stats, but he actually doesn't do anything. He doesn't win anything. You know, like this West Tigers team, you got Dane Laurie, who's really, really good. And Nofo, who you can tell is just trying, but he's not an elite winger. Like he's trying and he, like, I want him to be good because I think he'd actually be a good person. Like he'd be a nice guy. You could go and have a beer with him at the pub, but he just like, he's a very niche sort of winger, and you cannot put a guy like that outside James Roberts or the ghost of James Roberts. I don't know what the hell has happened to James Roberts, but he's just like it's like they've just collected a bunch of players and said, Right, oh you guys will play together, but none of them fit with each other's styles. You know, like I don't know a massive amount about football. I'm pretty new to it, admittedly. I know that Luke Brooks plays better when he is the dominant half and he plays against uh, with a running five eight. In the preseason, Adam Dewey was talking about how he's gonna just run the ball and 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 give early ball to his centers. That was the, the key part of this article. How many times have you seen Adam Ball Adam Dewey give early ball to his centers this season?
1: Probably canon on one hand, I'd say.
0: Yeah. He's, he's the opposite of that. It's it's I'm gonna run the ball, oh shit. I'm about to get tackled, I'll dump it off to somebody in a worse position than me that so they can get tackled there and then I'll get it up and put up a torpedo and then when the guy from the other team accidentally misses it and we score a try, I'll have all the, the commentators saying that I've got such a good kicking game and we need to keep coming back to me. Adam Dewey's a center he can play 58 kind of like Jack White, Jack Whiten, but they're both centers. That's their that's their position, right? His his only thing in his toolkit is Wicking it up in the air and hoping that somebody drops it. I can do that.
1: <laughs> At least uh, Dewey can get it, get the ball in play. He doesn't yeah. put it out of the full. He's got that going for him.
0: Yeah, the West, the West Tigers reserve grade team is absolutely blitzing it. How many of them do you reckon that they that they're debuting?
1: Um. I can't can't see any debutants in here, Mark. Zero. Zero is the
0: answer. Alex Safarth, who was the worst one of all of them stats-wise, is the one that came and he'd already played. They got Tukey Simpkins and I was raging about Tukey Simpkins. I don't know if you guys remember a couple of weeks ago with the Cowboys, but they're not even playing him.
1: (laughs) Well, mate, your your rant uh, played the Cowboys into form. I think Peyton's played him. I like, played it for I the boys.
0: I don't want this team to get into form, this Tigers team. I feel bad for their fans. Their fans are going to sit there and watch them do- dish up this dog, flaming dog turd every week. Um, Moses Emboy played 56 minutes in the middle and leaked 40 points. He didn't even look like he was going to tackle Trubojevic, and Madge was like, oh, he looks like he's doing a good job out there. He's paying, paid 950 grand a year, so we better pay him to lose his games as well while he's out there. I would pay him to leave. <laughs> Like go and sit at home. Here's your 950 grand. Go and sit at home.
1: Yeah. Well, What's he I mean, doing? So-
0: What's what is he adding to the team? Uh, like he's got. Uh, you, yes, he's there. Covers all of their positions, but he's not good at any of those positions. Mm. Like you can make do with sticking Luciano in the centers or or something like that for for a little bit of time. Like even if Brooks goes down, you put Talao at 5'8", Shift you know Roberts out to the wing and and put somebody in centre. You're telling me, like, you know, they can't put Dewey at centre and run one of these, like, play Jacob Little uh, or something. Even, like, Cheekham as a bench 20-minute. You know, we saw him be the hero of that, um, what, Broncos game last year where he carved those guys up. Cheekham's not a particularly good player, but he's a better utility than Moses Embi is. Um, They obviously don't need a hooker.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, the whole thing just doesn't make sense to me. And, And, like, they've got these guys, like, that Zach, uh, Cini and reserve grade. He's been so good in reserve grade. He's, you know, he's absolutely playing out of his skin. Do you reckon that anyone's even blinking at James Roberts?
1: No, <laughs> it seems like they have put a, a, a huge—I um, don't know—like they put a lot of weight into the into your last name, don't they? Like they're not picking yeah. blokes based on form. They're picking blokes based on your paycheck and your name.
0: Yeah, um, and that's the the first way to lose a game. Hmm like yeah it's just shocking it's i can't believe it and like i cannot believe like this like like the tigers fans just seem really happy with mediocrity as a general rule and i feel bad for them because i think that's just the best that they can hope for is to not be last yeah i mean you know, I like mean, 9 seems really good up from 15 like where yeah. they were when the the knights were bad
1: i mean they'd be begging for knights right now but like the only bloke in this in this uh 17 that's been dropped and replaced by a bloke killing it in reserve grade was Jacob Little because he's not on any money. He's not a huge name. No. Um, he's the only bloke in on this side that's actually been dropped for a bloke that was killing it in reserve grade.
0: And don't, and actually, you know what? Don't get me wrong. This side for the West Tigers isn't far away from what I would pick, but there's just a couple of things like why is it that Tamu's starting? Why isn't it Stefano starting, playing 25 minutes, Tamu comes on for 25 minutes through the middle of the game, like 10 minutes either side or 15 minutes either side of halftime, and then Yudo Kamano comes on and finishes the game. Tamu is not a good, like he's a, he's a leader, but he's not going to win you a game, especially not in this Tigers side. You know, if you're going to do that, at least, you know, get the minutes into Stefano. And this, I'm not talking from a fantasy point of view. Like, yes, I want him to play minutes for fantasy. But you cannot look at that team, that performance from last week and go, you know what we need? We need to bench our best prop. That'll solve everything. And I can understand if they're trying to stiffen up the middle of the game so that they're not weak through the middle, but what's gonna happen is Stefano's gonna go on and then MBI is gonna come on. And like he can't run around and, and cover for him. Mm. This doesn't make any sense. You got Sean Blore in there in reserve grade, He's exactly what they need. They need that, you know, starch. They need that got like the guy who was laughing at Nathan Brown last year. That's exactly what they need in this side. And do you reckon they pick him? No, they got McKaylee there again.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Did no, Safar even play last week? I didn't uh-huh. notice him. I'm pretty sure he came on with like 15 minutes to go. Like, surely you can pick somebody better on you to have on your bench than that that role.
1: You'd, you'd think so. Um, God, I mean, you know who, uh, you know who Moses and Williams is. His wish, uh, Tyrone Peachy.
0: That is an insult to Tyrone Peachy.
1: <laughs> That's why I said wish. I put wish in front. No, of.
0: it's still an insult. <laughs> 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 He's wished Danny Levi. <laughs> it's honestly, it cannot be, like, it cannot be that that's your best team. I just, I refuse to believe it. If, it, if that's your best team. This is this this Tigers team is a perfect example of why we need relegation in, <laughs> like, the Roosters B-grade side would beat this Tigers side.
1: Get the Dolphins up, the Redcliffe Dolphins. The dolphins. It's, time. it's time.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I feel like that's enough, but... Yeah. I just, um, yeah, I feel bad for the fans more than anything. I don't care if they do bad, but, like, you know, they're just I, – I don't understand just accepting mediocrity, mm. consistently accepting mediocrity and being happy about it. And, like, you know the thing that upsets me – I'm going to keep going. The <laughs> thing that upsets me about all of this is, you know who gets blamed for these losses? Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks. And Luke, Brooks. Luke Brooks has never played behind a forward pack that's one contact, ever. Mm. Never. Like, they just, you know – if, there's a guy I can't remember if it's, I think it's reading the play on Twitter, and like they're like the Tigers are consistently last in winning contact, yeah. And you cannot expect your halfback to just rescue you. You know, if Cooper Cronk played in this Tigers team, they'd still suck.
1: Yeah, you know, well, he and, just
0: can't do it. It's not it's, it's not his fault. And like Brooks hasn't been good, but it's not his re. It's not his fault they're losing.
1: No, I mean, and it was the same thing last year. We talked about this in the preseason, about how they they were terrible at go forward. They were terrible at um, through the middle. And we thought that, you know, maybe they'd improved by some of these signings, but they haven't. They just yeah. they haven't.
0: No, it's really disappointing. And I, I it, it really ticks me off when I see Brooks being blamed for it because, he, like, Cooper Cronk would not take this team to the top eight. Couldn't do it. Mm. You know, it just can't be done. You need to have forwards winning contact. You know, they need to be like it needs to be Sean Blore laughing at Nathan Brown. That's, that's what this team needs. They need to find out what their identity is because at the moment this Tigers team doesn't know who they are. they got a couple of flashy guys with no substance and a couple of substance guys with no flash, and they're trying to glue them together to make a football side rather than mm-hmm. picking an identity.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. it. Move on to the questions. All right, if I had to pick two to trade out this week out of Turpin, Tedesco, and O'Sullivan and trade in Haas, Harris, or Papali, who are we, which two out and which two in? I think the answer to that seems pretty obvious to me. Yeah, Turpin and Sullivan out. And Haas and Harris in? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Is it time for Turpin and Tedesco to go bring in Ponga and Bird to replace Momorowski? Uh, I don't think it's time for Tedesco to go.
1: No, I, I think uh, who was his first one? Turpin.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, I think it's time for Turpin to go. Tedesco. I think you can, you should hold him. Yeah,
0: I'm planting my flag in the don't sell Tedesco basket. So if your question's about Tedesco, that's what my recommendation is gonna be. Who would you? Oh, sorry, which one of two would you trade out? One or two? Sorry, not one of two. So which one are we keeping out of Little Turpin and Townsend?
1: Oh God. Um, Probably little because he's not going to go backwards in price.
0: (laughs) I I agree. Uh, So, yeah, sell Chad, and Turpin. Um, Let's wait for that, whatever that noise is in the background to go. Uh, Turpin and Pappenhausen out for Fafida and Dufty.
1: Um, Why would you be selling (laughs) This You've already held him a week. He's probably going to be back, if not next week, the week after. Um, And and why would you buy Dufty? Dufty?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, I could see an argument to go Turpin and somebody to Fafida and Walsh. Um, like try something like that, but certainly not gonna be selling Pappenhausen. Um, and if you are gonna sell him, don't get Dufty. Like if you if <laughs> if, if if you cannot be convinced to hold Pappenhausen. Um, How much is Dufty? He's five hundred and
1: eleven thousand.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Just get I'd even get Valentine Holmes before I got Dufty.
1: If if you had a little bit spare, I'd probably even get Dylan Edwards. Um, I think Dylan Edwards is underpriced as well at six hundred and seventeen thousand. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that might be worth. Maybe you could just go Turpin to Dylan Edwards. Yeah, that might be the go. Um, what do we do with SOS? And is Walsh a must-buy? Um, what do we have, think happens when Harris David is back?
1: Mm, um, I wouldn't call Walsh a must-buy. I think he's a good buy, uh, yeah. but I, I don't think you're going to lose anything. I just think a lot of people are going to be in the market for a wing fullback this week. Um, uh, what happens when Harris DeVita comes back? I guess we spoke about this. There is a chance that Harris DeVita takes that spot. At the same time, uh, I mean, Walsh is the future, I think, but is, is- – like we've got, they've got a pretty good sample size on Harris Devita. Do they think he's the the long term solution?
0: I don't know. I think, I think they do. I think they okay. think their best halves combination is Harris Devita and um, Nikarima. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if Walsh spends a fair bit of time playing reserve grade at fullback this year.
1: But I mean, even if because uh, what well, we've I think um, Harris is scheduled back around round fourteen. So yeah. Um, that's that's still five games, and given that his his break even's low, that's plenty of time um, yeah. for for him to make his money.
0: Yeah, I'd be buying Walsh if you want, uh, with the idea that he's probably not going to be a full time keeper. He's gonna you are gonna have to sell him again later.
1: Yeah, I mean, like if he if he has three scores of forty, he's going to go up at one hundred and thirty k over the next three weeks. So he's he's going to have plenty of time as long as he gets those five games. Yep,
0: um, peachy as the third keeper, center slash bench utility or gun fullback with a cheapy center.
1: I'd probably up for the for the gun fullback if those are my options. Given the the ceiling for a gun fullback is usually a lot higher than than peach. Yep.
0: I like a gun fullback, and if you're in the market for a cheapy centre, I'm talking about really cheap. Not uh,
1: Tommy Tillow again.
0: Not Tommy Tlao. Connolly Lemuelo. So uh, Todd Payton loves Connolly. Uh, he has. Four games in a row at that right centre and seems to be holding on to that spot with a floor of 18 and a ceiling of 33. No tries yet. Um, Made 24 tackles on the weekend uh, and held up to that Raiders left edge attack. So he's, uh, yeah, Todd's a big fan of Connolly uh, and he's obviously not going to play Origin. So he's a nice little slow burn wing fullback sort of what we hoped Tessie knew was going to be maybe without the ceiling. But, you know, if he puts up a try and he's getting 27, 29, 33 without a try, like he could score a couple of 40s and tick his price along nicely there. So that's a really cheapie. I probably wouldn't want to be starting him. Um, mm. But, yeah, he's certainly uh, – if you're looking for a cash out, uh, he's my pick in that range, price range. Uh, looking at O'Sullivan to Hampton to get Roberts out of the starting team and uh, – Tedesco to Gutherson, not the second one.
1: Yeah, definitely the first one. I'd do the first one. I wouldn't yeah. be doing the second one.
0: Yeah. So O'Sullivan to Hampton. And then if you, if like worst case scenario, Teddy's out. Play Roberts this week, unfortunately, and play Hampton at wing fullback
1: because yeah. next week. Unless we get some news over the next couple of days that all of a sudden Teddy's going to be out for a month, I wouldn't be selling him. Because I, I don't think, if, if they don't plan on resting him, I don't think he's going to be out for more than a week.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as soon as everybody jumps on and sells him, he's going to put up 100 points. Exactly. Uh, Townsend to the, and Turpin peaked, peaked? yes. Um, so we're doing Townsend and Turpin to Turbo and one of Peachy, Ramian or Mitch Moses.
1: Hmm. Um, those, those are two. Those are like peachy and ramian versus moses is just, uh, very different positions uh, yeah
0: if you don't need the center moses's ceiling is yeah. about 15 points higher than the other two
1: yeah if position doesn't matter go moses but i guess if center who would you go ramian or peachy peachy mm, yeah, yeah.
0: without 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 even thinking about it
1: because it's only 50 grand more yeah no, you're right
0: yep dale 94 out of bounds do we trade teddy no
1: yeah, no, I wouldn't. Um, especially given that he's named. If he if he wasn't named, like I said, if he wasn't named and we thought he was going to be out for a while, I'd trade him. But one, if he, yeah, if he plays this week, definitely hold him. He's already lost 200k. Like yeah. he's gonna he's gonna start going up eventually once his break even bottoms out.
0: Yeah, and, and everyone, have, everyone who doesn't,
1: yeah, everyone who doesn't have him is going to be going to buy him in two weeks.
0: Yep, yeah, correct. Uh, when will Josh Maguire be able to party again and not have to keep attending meetings? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Um, is that some sort of code? Can you inbox me and tell me what that means? <laughs> um, do we sell Simmonson or play him this week? Uh,
1: I mean, if you <laughs> want to sell him to Reese Welsh, I'd, I'd probably go for
0: it. Pull the trigger on that if you don't have any bigger issues. Uh same question about Walsh—is your buy and how safe is his spot? I'd say yeah, he is a buy. Safe is.
1: Oh. I think it's safe till after. Like, until the buy, until the round 13 buy.
0: I'm going to say there's a 70% chance that he plays until after the first buy. So, yeah, Ryan's a bit more confident in him than I am. Uh, so, I think he's, he's going to spend time at fullback in reserve grade rather than playing out of position in first grade.
1: Over the next, like, before yeah. Harris DeVita comes back, you think he's going to go back to reserve grade at some point?
0: If O'Sullivan's fit, there's a chance he doesn't even play this week.
1: That's yeah, that's a good point.
0: Which is why I'm concerned. Uh Curran, question mark. Uh to, subject to what happens at the judiciary, I think he's probably a seems to be a good option.
1: Yeah, he does seem to be a good option. Um that said, like Harrower and Ira's what, like ten K less than him. Um oh, is I he? Mean, yeah, I think so. Curran's three oh. hundred and forty
0: K now. Oh my god, yeah, get Harrower and Ira.
1: Yeah. Um uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I know the break-even's tempting, but Harawira Naira um, feels like Harawira Naira has more job security.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry about... You know, I mean, it does feel that way, doesn't it? Um, uh,
0: I, Strictly speaking, he doesn't, but it feels like he does.
1: <laughs> I mean, Curran might be suspended this week anyway, which sort of puts the question to bed for you anyway.
0: Yep. Uh, thoughts on bringing Hampton and Man in this week, need a centre and a man in my life. <laughs> but then, but then, also, I think there's an addition to that question, isn't there? um what did it was from bill Ant. He oh, from messaged me earlier, yeah, so he wanted to sneak into it, uh, trying to buy for round thirteen, um, so could get c h n and best or Hampton and man um, I think I like c h n and best or c h n and peachy,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. Um what was what was there, the other
0: thing has has me spook, spooked about Ben Hampton.
1: Yeah. No, good point. Good point. Yeah, i I agree with you. Hmm.
0: Alternatively you could get like oh yeah, I guess no, you need a center. Yeah. Nah. I think uh yeah, I'd do the CHN one and um yeah, get him. Uh and no, I love that Daniel's added not a man to you had a man. <laughs> Um, looking at Turpin and Roberts to Josh Curran and Corey Ira. Uh
1: I mean, I, I don't dislike it, but I'm assuming that Curran's probably going to be found guilty. Uh, uh, at which point, I mean, I, I'd probably tick off the and Ira trade. Um, yeah, the Curran one's just difficult until we know that if he's playing or not.
0: Yeah. Um, I would probably suggest that um, I lost my bloody place here. Damn it. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I'd probably be inclined to go uh, one of and Naira, and Curran rather than both. Mm. Um, maybe get, uh, I'd probably even look at Walsh or uh, make an upgrade instead of, you know, banking 500K. Um, I, I trust Harrowir and Ira more than Curran, and I can't believe I'm saying that I trust Harrowir and Ira. Why is James Roberts so terrible? Um, I think you need to go back about ten minutes in the podcast and listen to my uh, ten-minute rant about the West Tigers, and you'll find the answer to that question.
1: He's got a broken wing. The Jets down.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's been held together with duct tape at the moment, and um, it, it's seeming to be relatively ineffective. One day I want to go through – I'm just going to switch over to Facebook questions. I want to go through uh, NRL Fantasy Talk and answer the questions from there instead of like the ones that people send us. (laughs) I I reckon that would be fun.
1: It would be uh, interesting.
0: All right. So who's the most urgent trade out of O'Sullivan, Little, Niu, Turpin and Stefano? So I assume there's only two that you need to trade out. Um, So SOS and Little and Niu all aren't playing this week. But I'd say Turpin definitely needs to go. Yep, I'd probably be inclined to hold Stefano and maybe move Tessiniu instead.
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree. I think Turpin's the really Turpin's really the only one that's urgent in that uh, in that list. Um, but as for the second trade, I'd probably be looking at if not new O'Sullivan.
0: Yeah, so he's got ninety k needs at least a center, but two trades so. Could you go like new to either Ben Hampton or maybe like Reese Walsh and go Turpin to Peachy and then spend the money elsewhere or something like that, or Best mm. might be a go. Or um, even say a Brian Kelly. If it's SOS and Turpin, you could probably get Brian Kelly and Pangai or something like that, which might be a good a good combo.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun.
0: Yeah, I like that. So I guess our recommendation is if you can do Niu and Turpin to Brian Kelly and Pangai, do that. But you might be a little bit short, in which case, move uh, O'Sullivan a little instead. Um, but they're probably equal amounts of urgency, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Kurt Mann or the Fogarty Express to back up uh, Moses and Cleary as the two starting halves.
1: I think we answered that one, didn't we? Uh, Fogarty?
0: Yeah, Fogarty. Mm-hmm. Um, although if you got Schuster in your team, he could back up your halves and you could bring in a Harawir and Ira or something like that. Would you do that?
1: Yeah, potentially. I, I'm guessing a lot of people are probably using Schuster in their, in their second row though.
0: Yeah, but that's what I mean. So if you get Harawir and Ira and put oh, right, in right, second right. Row,
1: right. Yeah. Good point.
0: You um, can pay the 230 K that it would cost you to get man or Fogarty, get a similar score and um, use Schuster to cover your halves.
1: Yeah. No, that's, that's pretty good advice. I'd, uh, Yeah, boom, boom,
0: killing it. Um, That's my recommendation to you, Jaden. But if you must get a half, get Fogarty. Yep. Uh, How many trades do we have at the moment, and what's a good number of trades heading into round thirteen? We might circle back to that one at the end. Yeah. Pap out for three weeks, no cover. Traded to Ponga. Is that a good trade? Is he out for three weeks?
1: Uh, I mean, it's a it's a possibility. I think at most he's out two. Oh, sorry, at least he's out two. Obviously. because I know the the general range for this industry uh, for this injury is about two to three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. So I think at worst, I mean at best he's back next week. At worst he's back the week after.
0: Yeah, um, I would suggest that a better move might be to do somebody cheap that you've got and um, trade and just get Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh to cover for a week instead. Mm. That would be my suggestion. And hang on to Pat. Best option under three hundred k, not a hooker, as I have a billion of them. Um, (laughs) Connolly Lamuelli,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, Reese Walsh
0: Walsh, under three hundred k, yeah. No, Reese Walsh. Yeah, doesn't want a hooker, but Sam Verrells is right there. Yeah, get Sam Verrells. Get Reese Walsh and then get Verrells next week. Uh, Reese Walsh, goodbye, Playing six and wing fullback. Yep. So we've covered that part of it. Is it worth keeping a trade to loop with Little or SOS and sell the other? Uh, well, they're both in really good looping spots. So, I mean, if you can do a loop this week, loop is always good, and both of those guys are good for looping. I guess the danger is uh, SOS may def- may not play uh, like he might actually come back. Um, but mind you, so good Little Little could easily come in and replace Moses M. Not very good. So, uh, yeah. No, uh, I think you can hold one of them, but just know that either of those two are a chance of actually coming into the team. Ideally, you want a red dot. You don't want a kind of... Like the you, purple don't want dot. A, you don't want the purple one. You want the red one for the loop. So, um, yes. Uh, I would suggest I'd be happy to just move either one or both of those two on this week. Um, but I guess you'll know if SOS is playing if you're looking at put, having Walsh as part of your loop as well. <laughs> Uh, is it worth trading Teddy to Pogna?
1: I mean, I think we have planted our flags in the whole t- no. Teddy camp.
0: No, just get Reese Welsh for if you need it or whatever to cover. If Teddy doesn't play, you'll know. Um, but, yeah, no, ideally uh, don't trade Teddy. Uh, more of a general question. So we'll do this and the the, uh, the trade one because that's the last one. Oh, hang on. I think there was an Instagram one first. I think we got a couple on Insta. Yeah, all right. I'll check the Instagram one, seeing as they tried hard um, to actually get, uh, get them through after Rob forgot about them all. Uh, trades for this week, Pappenhausen and Turpin for Tohu and Isaiah Papali'i. Um Just do Turpin to Harris and don't, don't trade Pappenhausen.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um, if you can't afford Tohu, uh, just go Turpin to... Pango. Cohen's yep. bloody sending me messages on Twitter, but then he's also sending them to us on Instagram as well. <laughs> um, this week, I traded O'Sullivan for Reese Welsh and Niu to Ben Hampton. Uh, next week, I'm thinking of trading Brooks to Ben Hunt and Fuimano to CHN. How does that sound?
1: I think you can do better than Ben Hunt.
0: Yeah, I'd get Mitch Moses instead.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot cheaper and yeah.
0: Yep. I would suggest, though, potentially that it might be worth to go CHN this week and Walsh next week. They both have break-evens of zero, um, but I think CHN's got a higher floor, higher ceiling, and less chance of drop being dropped last minute.
1: Yep. yep. No, I agree.
0: Yep. Uh, do I trade for CHN, Walsh, Olakuatu, Ola- or Simpkin? Um I guess Simpkin would be priority number one, but he's 311. But, yeah, I guess he's not really looking like losing a spot, is he?
1: No, I mean, he's been playing well too, uh, low break even. Um, I guess the thing as well with Oluquatu is like, he, he's he been moved um, to the bench the last two weeks after he started. I know he had a good score against the Tigers, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, he's, he's a bit of a tough one. He, like He's 334K himself. So I I probably wouldn't be jumping on him.
0: I'd prioritise them in this order, personally. Simpkin, CHN, Walsh, Big Gap, Olakawadu. Yep. Uh, What's a good amount of trades to have left? Oh, that's the same question. So, yeah. So um, what's a good amount of trades to have left at the moment?
1: Oh. I mean, I, I'm guessing like most people, most people are probably in the mid-20s right now, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had 25 before this week started, um, and I so I've saved three all up.
1: Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat.
0: Yeah, so I think if you've managed to save two to three trades, considering the injury carnage, you're probably doing well.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, uh, ideally, you want to have about, what, maybe six trades after the final Origin game.
0: Yeah, if, if you if you're doing well, yeah. So I've got at the moment I've got thirteen. I'll I'll have thirteen trades between now and the end of the year to spend on actual injuries. Uh, I've got my sort of rough, loose plan for how I'm going to get to my keeper team quotation marks with thirteen sort of trades in the middle for injuries. Um, so I think as if you're playing head to head, uh I think if you go into the first buy with like 18, that would be really good um, because you want to save them for the back end for making trades for pods. Uh, if you go in overall, you probably want 20, 20 to really attack the buys. 21, ideally, somewhere in there would be really good. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm planning on going into the first buy with 19 so okay. but that that i'll have a i'll have all of my round 13 guys by then i'm actually not going to make any trades in round 13 itself where i get the four my plan is to spend zero there
1: yeah so, i mean announcing your plans is a good way to hear the fantasy gods laugh I like yeah to
0: say. no I've, I've been planning and they've been very kind to me so far so oh, that's I'm nuts. gonna uh yeah i'm gonna keep doing that until it doesn't work anymore um yeah okay and then more of a general question this will be finishing us off so uh, do you think there's a lesson to be learned that you shouldn't start the season with too many guns from the same team? For example, starting the season with Dakiaho, Tedesco and Crichton seems to have backfired considering that the Roosters aren't doing as well as what we thought.
1: I mean, that's a that's a good question. Um, I think generally I don't want to start with more than three Um I think there is something to be said with that. You don't want too many. That said, I, I just generally try to target the value and forget about the teams at first. Like I'll put the best value together, and then after that, I'll uh, analyze team composition, like in terms of how many players I've got from certain teams. Because um, mm-hmm. like in preseason, uh, all the signs were there for Tuckiago to be a buy. Um, I, I don't think Angus is disappointed. Unfortunately, Teddy has you know cop this. Awful um, six point score. Um, not,
0: to, not to mention Luke Carey doing his ACL, which obviously we can't.
1: Yeah, yeah, we can't predict. Um, you know, the Roosters team getting there, uh, getting so many injuries. But I guess there is something to be said for that, given that uh, having so many keepers of one team, you've you haven't really spread the risk around. I guess uh, you know, given that this injury wipeout can happen. So if you've got, had just happened to be the one team that you've stocked up in. Um, so I guess there is something to be said for that.
0: Yeah, nice. No, so I think long story short, it's uh, it feels more important to me to make sure you don't finish the season with a bunch of guys from the same team. Like my limit is about three in my final team, but I try to spread it sort of one to two per team. Uh, like mm. I mean at the moment, the most populous team that I have is three from the Gold Coast. I think that would be the most popular team, and three, four from the Tigers, which is bad considering how bad the Tigers are. So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: But I'm going to be fixing that shortly with two of them departing over the next two weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I think yes, uh, but also uh, we thought the Roosters were going to be really, really good, and they were looking like they were going to be really, really good. So starting with players from a good team is never a bad idea. I I just sort of try to seek value and really only use team if I'm deciding between two.
1: Yeah, that said, I probably wouldn't want to go with more than three keepers. Uh, Like, it's fine to have more than that if uh, you've got a lot of cash cows uh, because you've got to take the cash cows when you can get them. But in in terms of keepers, I probably wouldn't want more than three from one team just so I can I don't have all that risk um, associated with you know in all the eggs in one basket, so to speak. You know.
0: Yep. No. So. Uh, yes, there's definitely something to consider, probably something to have a look at at our end of season um, chats, yeah. you know, like a wrap up or something. We'll have a look at that sort of stuff. But I mean, you know, players are what they are. stats wise. some some teams like especially when you're looking at three guys like Angus Takiaho and Teddy, they don't play the same position. They're not reliant on each other doing badly to score well. You know, whereas if you're looking at, like, if you look at three guys from the spine, they're pinching points off each other's meters or triceps or whatever. Whereas, you know, Angus makes his points a specific way. Takiaho makes his a specific way. You know, so it's not, they're not sort of stepping on each other's toes. Um, yeah. But yeah, certainly wouldn't be like, you know, like, uh, I don't know what a good example of this would be. Like, you know, Marnie and Moses might be one, like, the closest one, something like that.
1: Yeah, Brooks and Adam Dewey if you've gone that route.
0: Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, yeah. Man, Adam Dewey was disappointing after, uh, I have to say, that that one's one that TK got wrong as well. He was telling people to buy Dewey for 100K more than Turbo <laughs> on last week's pod.
1: Uh, oh, al- man. Although, although I don't think uh, anyone predicted Manly winning 40-6. to no, six.
0: <laughs> no, they didn't. Well, I mean, I did because it was Turbo time. But-
1: oh, of course, yeah.
0: Of course. Mm. do we yeah, get think, all the
1: uh, sorry you were saying
0: yeah i think no i think that's all of them
1: we, we got all the instagram ones
0: god i hope so <laughs> we're at like an hour and 40 minutes so i reckon yeah, we'll go. just wrap it up eh? yeah let's do it i'm gonna be editing this till saturday <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i might just do a yellow edit and just throw it up
1: yeah why not yeah the, all right the guys people, so- the people love it
0: yeah they love it all right and hopefully i uh hopefully you enjoyed my tigers rant tigers fans I apologize if you don't. I lo- I love you and I-, I want what's best for you as long as you didn't beat the Cowboys. Um I don't harbour any grudges that you beat us in two thousand and five because I wasn't really a league fan in two thousand and five,
1: so you weren't uh, you weren't on the uh the, the early JT train?
0: No, mate. No. I wasn't a believer. I, I never I didn't actually really start following until the Cowboys became consistently good, being from North Queensland. Um but um
1: yeah, no. I uh Ooh. Breaking news, Josh, Breaking Curran, Josh Curran has had his charge downgraded and he is free to play this weekend.
0: Interesting. Um, I'd still probably prefer CHN. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I think all things considered, once uh, when there's no injuries in mucking around with this team, I think Curran will probably be more likely to not play 80 um, with yeah. with uh, Sirinan pinching minutes or Tohu pinching minutes on the edge. I mean, he still might play 80, but I think... Uh, Ricky's got a very specific way that he runs his rotations and Nathan Brown's a moron. (laughs) On that note, thank you very much for joining us, guys. (laughs) Good good, good luck this weekend and we'll um, hopefully uh, talk to you through the weekend.
1: Love you guys.